Hey guys. Hi everyone. How's your day been? How's your week been? Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with some questions for the audience. Yeah, okay. Um, before we actually talk about how my week's been, I'd like to give a shout out to one kid in my uh, history class. Um, Matthias, if you're listening, this one's for you. I did promise. You're not listening, but I did promise. You're, so you're not listening. You're really not listening. Like, if, if you're listening, please. Like, I'd be so genuinely surprised. Like, I think that would be the most shocking thing to happen in my entire high school career. But, anyways. It's all riding on you. It really is. Let me know. Um, so, how's my week been? Good question. My whole month. Yeah, whole month has been a, a little bit of a train wreck. It's kind of weird, though, because there's been some really good moments, um, but never an entire good day. Like, you know, one of the best moments, I, I had this trip um, with the drama seniors at my school, and we were like, let's go to a restaurant, and we'll, we'll eat. We went to a place called Samurai, which is like a hibachi grill type thing. Um, Delicious. So good. Amazing. And it was amazing. But that morning I got into a little bit of a car accident. And oh, then... how, how do you say it like that? How do you just say, like, <laughs> I have hiccups now, but how do you just say, like, I got into a little bit of a car accident? It wasn't, because it wasn't that bad. Um, and then on my way home, I was driving back to my house um, after a bad practice, which if you know me and you know if I have a bad practice in lacrosse, ooh, it goes, it goes not well. Um, and so I'm driving back home after a bad practice, and I have a panic attack in the middle of driving, and I couldn't do anything. There was nowhere to pull over because all the sides of the streets were filled with cars and trash cans because it was a Thursday, and, you know, Thursday is trash day where we live. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was, I, I sent a snap video when I was at a red light because I didn't know what to do to one of my friends, and I was, I was literally, like, hyperventilating, like, I couldn't even cry. Usually when I cry, it's just, like, crying, but it was, like, scream, like, scream sobbing um and I had to sit like that in my car for 20 minutes when I got home because I couldn't get out um and that kind of sums up my whole month you know like I I went to to the the grand opening of this Longhorn Steakhouse that they just um they just opened uh, closer to my house than the rest of them and it was it was so good it was like the best one of the best dinners I've ever had in my life the but then the next morning oh yeah no literally but then the next morning all of us who went, with the exception of Carlos, who planned the whole thing, he's on the wall, he wore a shirt that he made that says, I love, I heart Longhorn, actually. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. But all of us had, like, terrible, terrible cramps in our intestines. Like, I thought I had another stomach ulcer. Oh my god. Yeah, so that's, that's how my month has been. But it's okay. Because when, when my month goes poorly, I have something that helps me. I have my comfort medias. Oh, the nice segue. Yeah, I planned this. I, I just want everyone to know. This is these, I wanna these know episodes I are at least a little bit planned. Sometimes they're scripted. But you guys wouldn't know. The rest of it is ad lib. This is like unscripted TV. Like reality TV. I think they know when it's scripted to a certain extent. I think they know. But I think they definitely know. No, I keep it natural. Y'all would never know. Anyways, comfort media. So I'm a big believer in, like, a good movie every day is really good for the soul. That's why I'm a film major. So I, I kind of have this list that I've been compiling for a little bit. But before I keep on going on and on about my comfort medias, I'd like to hear 
Alex, what are your comfort medias? Oh, here we go. I would like the audience to know that I wrote this this list in my notes app like 20 minutes before. Oh, what percent is my phone on? 1%? Let's pause the episode for a second. <laughs> that was really good timing. Her phone just died. And we're back. So, your comfort media. Alright, so yes, I did write this 20 minutes before. And I I feel like it's a solid list. So I also um, don't know the list, just for, for context. Well, I mean, I only wrote it 20 minutes before. God, I hope yeah, you don't. Well, you could have told me the list. They don't know what we do 20 minutes before every episode. We talk for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then say, oh, we should record now. Yeah. Um, okay, so I feel like the first one's kind of obvious. The Twilight Saga. I feel like I that needs no clarification. That. Yeah, we we did talk about Twilight for a good 20 minutes in our first episode. If you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. I think we yeah. might have mentioned some comfort media in our first episode, now that I think about it. I, I feel like, like we mention it in every like, episode. <laughs> yeah, we probably do. I was like... People might not know what comfort media is. Oh, I didn't tell you what comfort media was. I planned this. You see, they're not that scripted, if I can't even get the script right. So if you don't know what comfort media is, I know this is kind of late, but it's basically like, you know, a piece of media, whether it be music or film or TV or book or, or anything, really, any sort of anything that qualifies as media, which is, that's a whole other argument. Anything can qualify as media, I think. But... It just makes you feel better in your times of crisis or hardship or just times of bleh and times of mediocrity. Free therapy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's my definition. Um, so yeah, the Twilight Saga. The next one, this might be a little shocker. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> no, that's not a shocker. I, I follow you on Twitter. <laughs> I, I do it. I just, I watch it. I'm like, wow, yearning. Wow. Choosing not to not to just like love someone but rather choosing like the idealistic like memory of them versus the reality of them oh i haven't watched it and that hit oh no it's so good everyone has been telling me to watch it for and by everyone i mean you and my friend george hi george you're not listening but what's up um like for like a year and a half two years i don't know like whenever whenever like it first came out I don't, I don't know it might have been out for a long time but I always refused because I watched like the first minute and a half and because it was in French I couldn't keep up with the subtitles which is weird because I watch anime but I digress that is weird I just I, feel I don't like... know something about Japanese just it, the syllables sit really really well in my brain for a portrait of a lady on fire I have to be in a very specific mood to want to rewatch it because it is a very like slow burn kind of movie Oh, not the slow burn. I have a no, but it's it's burns. good. It's really good. No, I mean I believe you just based on that description alone. Yeah, um, the next one, Phantom of the Opera. That's a given. Not just the musical, but the book. And but the fanfic. Fan works and the fan- yeah. And published fan fiction by Susan K. Everybody, please read the book Phantom. I have never watched. The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, we'll get there one day. Oh, and I've never listened to the soundtrack. That's fine. You don't need to. I haven't even heard the entirety of Think of Me. 
that's the honestly think of me serves no plot purpose it's just it's there like within the context of the of the musical it's like they're putting on an opera and that's where the song comes from like it has like oh i understand i just know that every girl's like obsessed with it like all the sopranos um or sopranos all i know about phantom of the opera is that one guy wears half a mask and and it's yeah that's why it's from the 80s isn't it from the 80s it is from the 80s, but the original novel from uh, Gaston LaRue is from, like, 1910. And he so. wrote it He wrote it just thinking, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a cool little mystery novel. <laughs> All right. Little did he know, Andrew Lloyd Webber would enter the picture. I know, crazy. But, yeah, it's it's really whack. The, the book is definitely way different than the musical, but that's a whole other thing. I enjoy both. Um, the, the next one is Invisible Monsters, the next two are books. So Invisible, Invisible Monsters. Monsters, which You've is, told me about uh, that before. It's, it's so good. It's so life-changing. I, I'm not even going to give any explanation. The guy that wrote Fight like, Club, this was, it. yeah, the guy that wrote Fight Club, this was his first novel. And then the publishers were like, this is too dark. We can't publish this. And then like he made Fight Club and they were like, I guess since this was a success, we can publish your other thing. You know, I haven't watched Fight Club, but I have a watch list of, like, good, good movies that I need to watch, and it's one of the top ones on there. Fight Club movie, mediocre. Fight Club book, great. I don't have time to read books. I know that sounds, like, really pretentious in, like, a weird kind of way, because usually pretentious people are like, I read. But, like, it's, like, film major pretentious, but I just genuinely am very busy. It's really, I don't, it's not even that long. I just don't have time to read at all, and I also don't really have the attention span for it. I'm, like, unmedicated for ADD. Uh, yeah. Anyways, and continue. I, I love reading. I've read in, in the couple months alone. If we include fan fiction, I've read over a million words. <laughs> That's incredible. I read over a million words already in the month of February. Oh, that is insane. <laughs> That's you know what, what though? I've listened to like 200 hours of music this month. I've watched yeah. like seven films, which is kind of a lot if you're as busy as I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hyperfixation is strong. Um, the, the next, uh, comfort media, Looking for Alaska, I own several copies of it for no reason. Ironically enough, I have three copies of it, but I've never finished it. I've read, like, until, like, the last chapter, like, three times, never finished it. Did you watch the show? I watched the show. I think it's a really, I think it's probably, I think it's probably one of, like, the best, um, adaptations of a book. I was gonna say that I think it's it's incredible because I think a lot of times the problem with like film slash just like production like like a digital production adaptations of of books is that they're movies and so they're short but the looking for Alaska one I think was it was well cast it was a tv series so it was long enough to really get everything and I feel like the most important part of that book is like the emotions and the relationships and I feel like they they did that really well and I was impressed with it they also have a good soundtrack which I always appreciate I have like a, I have a playlist specifically for that soundtrack because it's just so good. I also own it's like the size of like an index card, and when you open the it up, it's version. like obviously big. The pocket version of Looking for Alaska. Yeah, I, I keep saw it that in my bag all the time. 
that that used to be me with the perks of being a wallflower. Mm-hmm. I had Making it in my bag for like, go for it. I I've read that book so many times, and ironically enough, I don't even remember all of it, but I remember all the really important moments. I I think I was around twelve. This is a tangent, but I think I was around twelve or fourteen. I don't know. I was in middle school when I first read it. And the the one line, I know it's like in the movie and everyone knows it, but the, we accept the love we think we deserve. My Tumblr oh, ass God. took that and ran with it. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, so the next two, uh, I guess they, they have one uh, correlation or one like thing in common, uh, which sparked my love and fear for puppets. It's Little Shop of Horrors and the Muppets. I knew you were going to say the Muppets. The thing, also, I want, I would also like the audience to know that I have a very, very big fear of large puppets and large animatronics. animatronics. I was going to say, if you've ever been to Disney World, I've been to Disney World with Alex. Splash Mountain, she closed her eyes. I and it's not because of the drop. I love the drop. It, the drop she opened them. I have a video of us on Splash Mountain, the entire ride. On the drop, she opened her eyes, but she closed them and like plugged her ears for the entire animatronic portion. And I, I don't like animatronics don't... either, but I'm not afraid of them. It's when they're small, it's fine. It's the ones on Splash Mountain are really big and really close to your face. And it's not like like the newer ones that are that are like on the Frozen ride and like on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, like on those ones. I, I don't know if you've seen them before. I have. But like they're fine. How did you feel about Five Nights at Freddy's? No, as a when I was younger I loved Five Nights at Freddy's and How I wanted you but I I don't know. It's something about when they're large. Well, they're they're large in Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh no, I know, and it horrifies me. So why did you love it? Because I like it's being twisted. I like being scared, but I liked being scared because of the lore. I didn't. I don't think that jump scares are an effective form of like horror. I think media. they're cheap. I think it, jump scares are cheap. I think that like. Five Nights at Freddy's was, like, good for what it was, but I think that the jump scare at the end, like, when you, like, when you play the game, like, what, spoilers for Five Nights at Freddy's? No, it's been out for so long. (laughs) When you play the game and when there's a jump scare, like, at a certain point, like, it it doesn't mean anything anymore. The more horrifying part is, like, the, the anticipation of it. Right, I agree. It's, and not the anticipation of it, but, like, when when the when the animatronics when you're like trying to find out where they are and like you hear the noises like that's I like the, the cameras scary part. yeah no I agree I I never really jumped at most of the jump scares um what was the other thing I was gonna ask oh Chuck E Cheese how'd you feel about that one um I never liked it Chuck E Cheese playing... specifically creeped me out like the it's... the Chuck E Cheese yeah human I, specific I he creeped me out I. I think I just got weird vibes from the guy that was Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know who was in the suit. He just gave me weird vibes, like Santa Claus at a mall. Yeah, I I also, another thing, if you've ever seen Shark the Musical, like, on a stage, <laughs> um, I'm really scared of the dragon. That's... <laughs> Specifically in her, in her main thing. song. In, in the main song where she's singing with Donkey. 
yeah. to be a Shrek the musical stan. But I'm really scared of her. And as a child, I would have recurring nightmares about the dragon and about the oh. giant plant that's in Little Shop of Horrors. All of my recurring... Uh, the only nightmares I've ever had... I just got a text. Um, The only nightmares I've ever had in my life, like my entire span of life, they either all involve running away from something or it's been like running from a treehouse, running out of like a maze or like a, a, a pyramid with like t- uh, traps and whatever, or auditions oh. yeah because i i also i don't have puppet related nightmares anymore good or animatronic i haven't had nightmares. a nightmare in in lots and lots of years i have some dreams where i'll have like a panic attack for unrelated like like not like nightmarish just like weird things will happen in the dream because they're really really realistic but like yeah. i haven't had a nightmare since i think my sophomore year which was the last time i did in-person auditions yeah, I don't have nightmares anymore. I just have the hyper-realistic dreams that happen in the same place over and over again. Different events in the uh, Alex Dream world. The Alex Dream cinematic universe. Oh, I have like a... I mean, it's kind of... I haven't really used it ever since pretty much COVID started, so like a year. But I have a really long note that dates back to like 6th or 7th grade on my iPhone of like all the dreams i can remember that i had written down yeah it's kind of crazy actually some of them are hysterical um but that's we'll talk about dreams another day stay tuned yeah i have i have a few more um oh good titanic and i'm still very much obsessed with titanic Uh, i've only seen like some of it apparently when i was a child i was probably like four I stole the the Titanic DVD from my mother and just watched it constantly. My dad didn't I let me watch it. it because they kissed. It, well, no, she has like her tits out. Oh, <laughs> there's like a whole sex scene. Oh, in the movie. I was always told kissed. I couldn't watch it because they kissed. It's not because they kiss, no. it's because there's a whole sex Well, until I was 12, it was, you can't watch it, they kiss. And I never, I saw, like, clips of it, and I remember, like, people putting their hands all over my face when they kissed. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, I get, I just watched Titanic unsupervised, I guess. Yeah, that did uh, not happen to my, me. My, I think it's, like, what, like, my seventh birthday party one of my birthday parties was at the museum of science the old one and it was titanic themed that's amazing yeah it makes me really happy um taylor swift so that's obvious so that we're not even gonna i don't want to talk about that one honestly mcr again obvious don't want to get into all you have to do is look at us and you know well actually not me anymore i've evolved but no if you if you look deep enough into my eyes you can tell (laughs) Um, actually, Phoebe Loki Bridges, too, but... Oh, Phoebe, Phoebe Bridges. Bridges, no clarification. Yeah, that says everything we need to know about you. Uh, there's just two more. Halsey, specifically, Room 93, no that's, clarification. That's so valid. And Billy Joel, thank you. Oh. I wasn't expecting Billy Joel. I don't know. You know, my mom really I likes listen, Billy Joel. When I listen to Down Eastern Alexa, I am... That fisherman trying to make money there on the vineyard, okay? All That's right. me on Long Island Sound in my ship. 
I'm I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank thank you. Thank you for giving us all your comfort media. I feel like comfort media, it says a lot about you because it, it shows what, what really makes you and what makes you feel happy. Um, because, you know, like, comfort Being media, a fisherman. It's, no, it's, it, it just says a lot about you. You know, like, for some people, they might not even have comfort media. For some people, it might be, oh, playing a sport, working out. You know, for some people, it's, it's you know, like a, I, I don't know, Grey's Anatomy. That's one that I've heard before from one of my friends. Um, or, you know, some, I don't know. It just, it says a lot about like you. I feel Grey's Anatomy as a comfort media would stress me out. I mean, it would stress me out because I don't like insides of people. But That's for for one of my friends, he really, um, he likes it as a comfort media because he just has watched it so many times and he, like, loves things Oh, like that, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's some, one of those things. So, my, my list, should I start? Go. So I kind of have a certain tier. I'm gonna explain each one. Let me start with um, when I first started realizing, oh, I have comfort medias. Um, the John Mulaney Netflix specials. So we're thinking New in Town. We're thinking um, that's the one I watch the most often. Um, what's the other one? On my blo- no, it's not on my block. That's a TV show. Uh, that was okay. That was an okay show. Um, the the one about the block, new, new, no, it's not new, oh, whatever, you guys know the ones I'm talking about, I only remember new in town, but I remember all the jokes from the rest of them, you can tell me any John Mulaney joke from, like, the three, I know. yeah, I'll know it, I'll be like, oh, that's from that, that one one, um, I won't know the name of it, but I'll be like, that's John Mulaney, that's how I met, um, a significant portion of my friends, and those are specifically when I'm sad, it has to be, like, I am, I'm sad about just, something john mulaney will cure me from sadness otherwise i'm just like this is good but it has to be the sad thing so that's like highly specific um if i just need like a break from life and just like a distraction here are some other things that i will frequently watch i think i say i watch all of these at least once a year so we have my babysitter's a vampire I, I like it's just so good if you don't know what it is it's like a disney channel original from like like, early 2010s to, like, late 2000s, I don't know, that era, um, Superbad, and, um, what's the other Michael Sarah one that everyone loves? Scott Pilgrim? Juno. No, Scott Pilgrim. Juno's good, but it's not a comfort media. Scott Pilgrim and, um, Superbad. I, that sounds, like, so basic, because those are, like, two very basic mo- movies, especially now, but I've always, like, you can ask anyone who's known me throughout high school, I've always, always, always loved um, the Scott Pilgrim. It's been, like, my favorite movie ever since I watched it. And, I don't know, there's something really comforting about Superbad and, and Scott Pilgrim because it kind of just feels like the life I've led to an extent. Um, also, Oran High School Host Club, I won't talk about it. Just, I, you, all you have to do is know me. Like, hello. All you have to do is listen to this podcast. Listen to this podcast once. Look at my Instagram once, my Twitter. Like, it's it's literally, like, the first thing you see of me. Um, or here, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, Barbie and Monster High, Easy Cop Out. We've made episodes about them. Go back into that to listen yeah. and talk about that. Um, I tried to, yeah, I tried to pick ones that I didn't talk about before. Right. Or I that, mean, like, aren't... Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to, like, mention it, you know? Um, it does need, it deserves to be mentioned. It deserves to be mentioned. I have all of them on DVD. I feel as though I can mention it. Um, 
so Total Drama Island, specifically the island, I love World Tour and Action, and I, I like the ones that come after, but I do like the original cast better. Um, so specifically um, Total Drama Island, though, it just, something inside me, it, it just makes me feel good. And the same thing with uh, Clone High, the original series, not the rebooted one. Um, the rebooted one is, it's, it's alright. I just, it's not as memorable to me as the original Clone High. Um, for music, oh, I actually did skip iCarly. It was, like, one of the only live-action shows, if not the only live-action, it was the only live-action, um, Nickelodeon show I was allowed to watch as a child, which I did watch other ones. Sorry, not Dad. Not even, like, True Jackson VP? No, I wasn't allowed to watch True Jackson VP or Victorious or Zoe 101, um, I would watch them at, like, at my cousin's house, who lived literally next door, but I just, the only one I was allowed to watch at my house was iCarly, and I wasn't allowed to watch Cartoon Network, which was painful, because all of my shows were, like, all my favorite shows were on Cartoon Network, like, Teen Titans I would watch at my grandma's house in the middle of the you night. You have so many restrictions on TV as a oh, child. I was I, just watching Lifetime I, movies. I got a phone when I was 12 years old, and I wasn't allowed to use it at all on weekdays, and... I wasn't allowed to use it past 10 on weekends, and then I started having panic attacks when my phone was taken away because I had phone anxiety, like, separation anxiety from my phone, which has persisted till this day, so eventually they had to just give me my phone. So I kind of overrode the restrictions, but yeah, I did have a lot of restrictions, and, like, you can ask, like, people who were friends with me when I was little, like, it was kind of a weird thing. Like, I would watch Pokemon. Pokemon was one of my favorite shows, the Indigo League, specifically, I'd watch it. I was obsessed with it since I was two years old, and my dad banned me because I I I don't remember why. It had something to do with Ash and Misty and Brock, but also he just, <laughs> it just had something to do. It had with something them. to do with them three. I think I was in love with them. I really can't tell. Um, I know I had a crush on on. I think I I think it was all of them. Um, but in other news, um, he just didn't really like anime, so he was like, you're not allowed to watch that, and I would watch it, literally, at my grandma's house, and when he would walk in, because he would, like, drop me off there, and I'd spend, like, most of the day, and then he'd go pick me up, and he'd walk in, and I'd, I'd frantically change it, and everyone knew I was watching Pokemon, but I was like, no. It's, like, burnt what into the screen. That? I, like, yeah, like, it would still be, like, hot from watching it, and he'd be like, I'm, I'm watching Dora. I'd be like, ten. I'm watching Dora. <laughs> Why was that the best thing you could come up with? Um, because that was one of the only things I was allowed to watch. I wasn't allowed to watch Adventure Time, which I watched anyways. Um, uh, again, Teen Titans, I would have to watch in the middle of the night at my grandma's house, um, with my mom, because my mom didn't care what I watched. Um, but Teen Titans was like, like, also, that's another comfort media, that's like one of my favorite shows. I remember being, like, little and watching like adventure time and like regular show with my dad we'd like watch it together no my if my dad ever saw me watching it he was like what are you doing you can't watch that cartoon network is for adults i was like it's literally made for children i just got a text for best buy prize context thanks for shopping with us 2020 and it's definitely a scam anyways um yeah it's kind of ironic cartoon network was most of my favorite shows courage the cowardly dog that was a favorite. Now I'm, I've kind of strayed from comfort media, but I just, I need to talk about this. I've talked about this, I think this is my third podcast episode in my life where I've talked about my restrictions on media and specifically Cartoon Network. Um, I was allowed to watch most Disney Channel shows. Like, I, yeah. I, I was a big Hannah Montana person. Uh, I think I was allowed to watch Sunny with a Chance for a little bit, but it wasn't airing that as often as, like, the other things by the time I was allowed to watch live action. 
I wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob until I was 10, and by the time I was 10, I was like, I'm too busy sneaking around watching Adventure Time and Regular Show and Teen Titans and Pokemon. <laughs> wow. I also would like to state that since, uh, since then, I have watched all of those shows that I've mentioned in their entirety, like, within the past, like, year or two, just because I, I was like, I had to watch Slivers, so... Yes, I've watched the entire Pokemon Indigo League and Adventure Time and Teen Titans all, all, all like, I think in quarantine, Have actually. you watched all the regular show? I haven't, but it's on my list on Hulu. It's really good. I know. I've watched a you lot can, of regular if you, show, The thing is, like, I feel like everyone remembers the beginning episodes. If you remember mm-hmm. it enough, you can just skip it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was like, I've watched a lot of regular show, like, that... There's things that in Adventure Time I still don't remember, even though I've watched them like three times. And then someone will say it, and I'll be like, "Uh, I don't remember." And then I'll see it, and I'll be like, "Yeah, okay, that I remember that now." But regular show, I remember like really specific clips. There's actually, if you go to our band's Instagram, there's a clip that I posted, super specific. I was like, "It's in this episode," and I went back to it and I screen recorded it, like. Or I recorded it, like, I played it on my laptop. I don't know what you're talking about. I played it on my laptop and I recorded it with my phone. It's uh, Mordecai and Rigby, because we have this joke that Alex and I are Mordecai and Rigby. Um, I'm Mordecai, she's Rigby. It's true. We do. We have, uh, we'll never release it, or we might have released it already at some point. But um, the plan was never release it, but we have uh, an image of them. And we photoshopped our faces on it. And it, it's like a really clean photoshop. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like a really, really so clean bad. photoshop. But there's an, a clip um, where I forget which one says it, but it's like, oh, we should start a band. And they're like, hell yeah, let's start a band. And then someone's like, what's our name going to be? Like, trash composter. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Some but, shit like that, yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. It's in the highlights Please of our band send Instagram. Me, like, photoshopped Mordecai and Rigby again. I actually think we might post that image for the promo Wait, of this episode. I need to re-see it. <laughs> oh, I'll send it to you again. Don't worry. I haven't. I feel like... If feel you're like listening to this and it's not on Instagram, you got duped. <laughs> if you're listening to this and it's not on Instagram, you should be lucky. Yeah, you, you, really, you really you are. Redeemed. You really are lucky. Like, it, it really is one of the most cursed things I've ever edited, and I'm edited... I'm edited. I, I am edited. I've edited um a lot of wacko stuff. I actually am not edited. I'm pretty I'm pretty raw in my state. I feel like my editing has only improved. Oh, yeah. I've always been pretty good at editing, but I digress. My comfort media, let me finish. Um so I just have albums left and I kind of wrote in the albums really late because I heard Alex was like, "Oh, I'm going to put music." And I was like, "I don't I didn't think about that, but um, specifically, I have like a dissociation playlist in which Loveless, like the whole album by My Bloody Valentine, is on it. The that, whole album. The whole album. It just the vibes of that album, cause like I love shoegaze, and like specifically, like that is so like. It just I like the other day I was literally on the brink of a panic attack, and I played that album, and I just sat in the middle of the parking lot, and if you if you saw me that day, no, you didn't. Everyone was like, like, people would walk by and they'd be like, are you okay? And I'd be like sitting in this like parking space and I was like, I'm fine. Um, it makes me feel really, really happy. Like that whole album. It, have you listened to it? I've, I've listened to a couple songs off the album, but I haven't listened to the album in its entirety. The entire, which I know is a different experience. The entire like, album sounds like that. 
just just like for the vibes um also bullets by my chemical romance there was an era i don't know if it was earlier this year or last year i think it was this year there was a day that i texted alex it was 10 a.m mind you my school starts at like 8 so i wake up at like 7 30 a little bit earlier than that probably at that time of year um it was 10 and i had texted alex i've listened to bullets five times already i don't know how that's possible because like the timing just doesn't fit the day Maybe I woke up really early that morning because there was whatever. Um, but I had I listened know. to Bullets like a lot. It was like my most played album of the month or whatever. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's entirely entirely possible to do that because in high school I would play uh, every single MCR song in one playlist on shuffle, no order, no organization, nothing. And, you know, if it's going to be 8 in the morning and we're listening to Desert Song, that's what we're doing. Yeah. You don't choose the music you listen to. The music chooses you. Unless it's Orange Juice the Band, in which case you choose and you listen. Actually, you don't choose. You simply listen. You, you simply you listen. You simply listen. stream Ultraviolet. Stream Ultraviolet. Stream Ultraviolet. We have new music coming out soon. Stream Ultraviolet. Um, what? <laughs> Also hyperpop, but really specific hyperpop songs like um, "Claws" by Charlie X, and it's it's always really specific to the moment. Like "Claws" by Charlie X X will never be a comfort song to me again, probably, but it's like a really specific moment that like I listen. That was my most played song of the entire year because I listened to it for seven hours in one day. It was all I listened to, and I wrote like three songs while listening to it, and I would not take out my headphones. For all of my waking hours, which was not that long. I tried to sleep a lot that week because I was... That was a rough time. Um, also, um, this one song, Freak Show by Pumpkin Love, last week or maybe two weeks ago at this point, it was, like, all I listened to, that and Loveless, like, all of Pumpkin Love's, um, like, entire repertoire or discography. Yeah. <laughs> Me confusing my band words with my band words. Um... I don't know. I have yeah, a, I have very. I just have very like hyper specific uh, comfort medias. For example, the song "Heaven on Their Minds" from Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Oh, and I only forgot. specifically um, two versions of it, oh. and I have to listen to them back to back. That's actually kind of funny. I also forgot um, Hunter Hunter because I I love Hunter Hunter. I finished it and immediately rewatched it, which I've I've rarely ever done with shows. I think that's that's one of the only things I've ever done that with. I might have done that with like one movie, um, and I didn't realize it was a comfort show. I just thought I really really liked it until the other day. I was feeling really really terrible, and some girl at school was like, "Let's watch Hunter Hunter," and then I was just like sitting. I was honestly listening to Loveless. Like this was this was like I've been listening to Loveless all month. Um, and I was just, like, listening to it, but then I kind of lowered it. So I was, like, watching this episode, specifically the York New Arc. I think the rest of it is not a comfort media. Like, I don't really want to watch the Chimera Ant arc ever again. Because it's just, it was good when it happened, and I, I'll leave it at that. Just nodding my head. Yeah, you don't know anything about Hunter Hunter, but you will one day. You know a lot about the characters, because I don't I shut don't up about, about them. I about the characters. The one that I have the cardboard cutout that I spent three days oh, making. I- that was from Hunter Hunter. Like, yeah. I know that you told me, but, like, I just didn't know. Yeah, so, um, specifically the York New Arc, but that's pretty much it. Alright. 
Okay. So that was it. That's Please, it. Uh, yeah. Tweet us with your comfort media. Tweet us with your comfort medias. Go check out our Instagram. See if that post about Mordecai and Rabie is up. Um, if it's not, then it's not. It's, if it's not, then it's not, and you're never going to see it. Um, stream Ultraviolet by Orange Juice, and we'll... You guys can... I was going to say we'll see you, but you don't see us. We'll hear you. We won't hear them. It's the other way. <laughs> um, You'll hear us. See you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye.